This special episode of The Hammer is brought to you by Huntsman Building Solutions. Huntsman Building Solutions is a global leader in the manufacture and supply of open cell and closed cell spray polyurethane foam insulation and coatings. Formed in May 2020, Huntsman Building Solutions is a business unit of Huntsman Corporation and has a combined heritage of more than 110 years. Through the application of innovative technology and advanced science, Huntsman Building Solutions focuses on meeting market demands for more energy efficient products and serves a range of industries, including residential, commercial, industrial, institutional, and agricultural. For more information, visit HuntsmanBuildingSolutions.com. Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back once again with Michael Malouf. He is the lead green associate and manager of the sustainable building science for Huntsman Building Solutions. Michael, good to have you back with us. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Nice yeah. to be here. Yeah, it's it's always it's always great to to have a chat with you because uh, you've got all this uh, all, all this sciencey engineering, building engineering knowledge, and uh, and it just seems like there's topic after topic that we can we can dive into. Um, and, uh, and we've had some great conversations, but, uh, today we're on to, uh, something I think is pretty neat radon. Um, I think, uh, uh, a lot of people are, are, are conscious of the radon problem. It's, it's, it's something that's been around in, in Canada for a while. Uh, but, uh, I, I think there's more, uh, more awareness and more concern maybe, uh, uh, growing about that recently. So we wanted to get you into, uh, to have a little combo about that. Um, why don't you start off though, Michael, just for, for those of, uh, those of us who may not have uh, caught you in the past, um, just give us a little, uh, a little background on, uh, on yourself and what you do for Huntsman. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm the manager in the sustainable building science department of Huntsman building solutions. Uh, for those who don't, who don't know, Huntsman building solutions is actually a merger of three legacy spray foam manufacturers. Isonine, uh, Lapola, and Demelec. We've all become Huntsman Building Solutions. And I'm the senior manager in the, in the Sustainable Building Science Department. I have a degree in architecture. So I have a bachelor's in architecture. I have a degree in building inspection. And I'm also a lead green associate. So I take care of you know, everything that has to do with uh, technical support for architects, for clients, for contractors, for spray foam applicators, as well as the whole sustainability uh, um, you know. Uh, sustainability aspect of the product um that we sell heat lock soya hfo so that's what i do fantastic great to have you with us so um let's start out with uh just telling people let, let, let's 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 start with the basics what is what is radon yeah uh the basics so radon is uh, it, it's actually a radioactive gas that is released by the breakdown of uranium in the soil it's naturally present in the soil we cannot remove it from the soil um, and it's, so it's natural and it's pretty much everywhere in the country at different concentrations in the soil uh, it's odorless it's tasteless and it's colorless so we can't see it we can't smell it we can't taste it but it's silently killing many canadian many canadians per year radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer in canada after uh after smoking um, so I'm, I'm glad we're, you know, these past few years, we've, we've been hearing more and more about radon, about the importance of having a radon mitigation system and new construction, uh, 
because yeah, it's 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 silent, but it's uh, it's dangerous. It's toxic. Wow. Well, I uh, yeah. When you hear anything about uh, something being radioactive, it's scary for sure. And uh, yeah. and I'm 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 already smoking, so I hope I don't have radon in my house because that would be a double double peril. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, well, you, you, you covered it a little bit. I, I, I guess basically the, the the risk of radon exposure is uh, it, it what it, it comes out as a gas uh, when the when when the uranium breaks down. And then if the if the soil is 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 pierced or penetrated in any way, tell me if I have this right. It it it, it can basically uh, enter your house as a as as a vapor as particles. Uh, what what's the idea there? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like a it's a gas. It enters the house just like you said as a particle in the air, mm -hmm. and it's uh, you know it enters from the soil through everything that is in contact with the soil. So. Uh, foundation walls, uh, basement slab, any floor, any walls, any roofs that are in contact with the soil, uh, you know, through the cracks, through the joints, through the gaps, uh, around windows. It can even be present, uh, naturally present in uh, um, underground water and come in the house through uh, the sump pump, through plumbing pipe fittings, uh, even through the shower head. So, um, yeah, it comes from, it, it comes through everywhere. Um, and since it's denser, it's heavier than ambient air, it's going to stagnate uh, in the lower parts of the house or of the building, uh, typically in the basements. So, you know, when you ask me about the risks that are associated with radon exposure, yeah, it is uh, the risk of radon radiation, uh, lung cancer. Um, and the thing is that um, Health Canada says that just because you've been exposed this year does not mean that you're going to have uh, uh, symptoms this year. It can take years before you start to even develop symptoms. Uh, hence the need for first testing for radon uh, levels in your home. And then if the radon levels are higher than the maximum uh, uh, prescribed by Health Canada, well, you need to uh, uh, start thinking about a radon mitigation system. So those are the risks. Um, we can't eliminate it from the soil. We can only prevent it from entering the house. And if we are not sure or if it's impossible to uh, seamlessly and, and effectively prevent it from entering the house, we need to evacuate it from the house. So there are two radon mitigation steps that we're going to talk about is the prevention from entering the house and then the extraction of the radon once it's inside the house. That yeah, and 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 that's uh, that's I think the important point is uh, you know it's 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 a it's an exposure over 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 time problem. It's it's a it's a buildup and a concentration in your in your home air uh, problem is is I think the I think the way to think about it. Now a lot of people, uh, uh, Michael, don't uh, uh, think about uh, the idea that they have uranium. Uh, in their in the in their soil uh, is is this but but I you know there, there there must be small concentrations I think the way physics works is there's small concentrations sort of everywhere or I should say geology um, and uh, uh, are there other areas of Canada that are worse than others is this is this a problem everywhere is there are there are there regions where this is more of a concern yeah there are regions that are uh, um, designated as high radon concentration zones however. When you look at the map, it's pretty much all red. It's shades of red, <laughs> which wow. means it, it's pretty, you know, being high is, is relative, right? But it's pretty high pretty much everywhere. However, the important thing to, to note is that 
just because you're in the low, you know, just because you're not in a high radon concentration zone does not mean that you should not test for it because it's so sporadic. It's so, uh, it comes, it goes. Radon, just because you test today for radon and the test comes back negative, does not, does not mean that in an hour from now, in a day from now, in a week, in a month, in a year from now, even next season, does not mean that your radon level would not be high. It comes, it goes, just because you're... Uh, your neighbor tested for radon and it came back negative does not mean that you will test negative for radon, that your house will not have radon. It's really sporadic. Uh, and it's, um, yeah, so you need to test for it regardless of where you are and regardless of whether you're in a high or low uh, uh, concentration zone for radon. And the thing is, um, Health Canada actually recommends that all homes, when you spend more than four hours in your basement, that you test for radon. Because again, in our Canadian winters, and I'm going to talk about this later, in our Canadian winters, we stay a lot indoors. Our homes are better and better sealed. So, uh, you know, air is going to stagnate in the houses and radon, as I said, is heavier than ambient air. So it's going to stagnate in the basements. So if you spend more than four hours in your basement uh, uh, per day, well, Health Canada recommends to test for radon, regardless of where you are in Canada. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird problem because it's a it, it, it's a half life thing, right? I mean, uh, the uranium is breaking down, uh, according to uh, frankly quantum effects, and 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 the uranium that is there today may not have turned into may not have turned into radon until until tomorrow, and it's it's basically a thing that's constantly going on. So as you as you say, the concentrations can go up and down. Uh, interesting exactly. stuff for sure. Um, exactly, and it flows with the water as well. Yeah, yeah, and with the water, that's right. I mean, as 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 you get a new source of new water flows in, there's new uranium coming in, and it's breaking down. And you know, it may not have been yesterday, but 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 today it is. So, tell me about the testing. Um, what uh, what do we do to detect uh, radon uh, levels in a in, in a basement or in a house? So, the thing to know first of all is that the only way, well, the yeah, the only way to determine radon levels in a home is to test after construction under normal uh, occupation conditions. It's very, you know, there are currently no reliable or affordable or really practical methods to determine if a home or a building will have, uh, uh, you know, high enough radon concentrations to be a health hazard prior to construction. You really need to build and then seal the building as you would normally occupy it and then test for radons for radon under these occupation uh, conditions. So this really justifies the code requirements to control the ingress the ingress of radon for all residences. Um, and so, you know, first uh, radon is going to be managed through, uh, as I said, having a depressurization uh, system under the slab. Um, you know, this is going to be a four inch pipe. We're going to talk about it later. So having your four inch pipe, you're having your gravel bed and extracting the radon, venting it to the outside of the building and completely sealing, uh, uh, you know, the basement or the crawl space with an air barrier system. And then you need to test for radon. So to answer your question, testing for radon can be done either in a short-term test and a long-term test. It can be done at home with home test kits, or it can be done by a professional uh, accredited contractor that is specialized in radon testing. So what is recommended, the minimum, whether you do it with a professional or you do it at home with a home test kit, is uh, a three-month period 
testing. Why? It's because, as we said, just because you don't have any radon today does not mean that it's not going to appear uh, as a high concentration uh, uh, in the air in your home um, next week or, or next month. So you need to at least test it for a three-month period to have an average of the radon concentrations in your home. And what we recommend as well, and what Health Canada recommends, is that if you test in the summer, we recommend testing in the opposite season as well, because summer is going to be one of the lowest uh, um, seasons for radon concentrations in home, whereas fall and winter is going to be higher. Why? Because, and I think, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this later, but in the winter, um, usually uh, radon is going to dissipate through the soil outside, right? It's going to be naturally present in the soil and it's going to dissipate through the soil into the air. But in winter, because we have this ice layer, we have this snow layer, it acts as a kind of a blanket that prevents radon from dissipating through the air. So what's going to happen is, is that, you know, through any cracks, through any joint, through any, uh, uh, you know, pipe fitting, radon is going to penetrate at higher concentrations through your home in the winter. And then because in the winter, there's a higher uh, temperature differential between the cold uh, temperature outside and then the warm and moist temperature inside your homes when you heat up. Uh, air is going to uh, flow at a higher velocity from the outside to the inside. So you're going to have uh, more air leakage. So more radon leakage from the soil into your home, again, through any cracks, through any seams. And you know, mixed with the fact that in the winter, we spend more time indoors, our homes are more and more and better sealed. Well, you know, this is a problem in winter. So we recommend at the very least to have a, a, a three-month test done in the heating season um, to really have a, a better, a clearer idea of, uh, you know, whether you're at risk of radon or not. And as you said, you're totally right. Pretty much every home is going to have radon at a certain level. It's a, it's a matter of determining how much radon you have. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to panic anybody. There there are levels of background radiation that we all live with uh, all all the time, anyways. Uh, and uh, and and you know the the radon is only a concern when it gets above uh, uh, certain levels. Uh, but uh, you know it, it can it can do that. Um, so and it's a and it's a long term health risk. So we want to we want to do what we can. I think there's an important point here. I I, I like that about about how really. The, the, the house needs to be finished, the basement needs to be sealed, and, and, and basically the conditions for occupancy need to be in place before the test is real, any testing is really telling you anything. So there's a, there, there, there's a message there for renovators. Uh, when, when you're getting called into an already constructed building uh, to, uh, to, to do the basement or, 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 or do whatever, you know, maybe that's the point at which you, you know, maybe you look around and you say, Hey, there were no radon mitigation measures taken in this, in this place at all, uh, previously, especially an older place. And, uh, and, you know, maybe this is something we need to, we need to look into or, or investigate. And then, and then on, on the other side of, and then on the new construction side, which we're going to get to, uh, later, um, um, there, you know, there's a different set of considerations because you, you can't test it until you, until you build the place. So you basically have to be thinking about radon mitigation almost as a, almost as a default, I think, uh, or, well, we'll get into that, but, uh, what are the, what does the government say, Michael, what, 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 what are the regulations that, that, that govern radon and, 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 and what, uh, we as contractors do about it? Yeah, the, the National Building Code of, of Canada in uh, the 2010 and 2015 versions have specific language regarding uh, regarding radon and soil gas 
uh, that were added to it. So they require that all new residential construction must be uh, uh, fitted with an underslab depressurization system and also sealed with an air barrier system. And um, so these are the two steps. The first step, the you know, the sealing traditionally happens with a polyethylene sheet, right? A polyethylene sheet, six mil, which acts as a vapor and an air barrier. And if you seal it properly uh, at the seams, you seal its joints and you seal its edges, you know, with the foundation wall uh, around any um, plumbing uh, pipes that go through the, um, you know, th through the through the slab, um, around any walls, around anything. If you seal it properly, in theory, it's going to act as a radon control, uh, you know, actually as an air barrier, which acts also as a radon control system. And then the second uh, step is to have this depressurization system under slab. So you're going to have your four-inch uh, uh, gravel bed in which which acts as a air permeable layer, right? So, so you want your air to flow freely under the slab, and then you're gonna install a four inch minimum uh, um, pipe, basically. It's a plastic pipe, a plumbing pipe that is gonna run through the gravel bed under the slab, which is gonna act as a collection pipe for all underground soil, uh, gas, and radon. And then it's gonna evacuate it on the outside through a vent stack. if you know, you need to connect it to a vent stack when the radon levels are determined to be high enough. So the building code requires this, uh, you know, this uh, uh, the, the rough-in to be installed under slab for this vent stack. And then if ever you need, if you test positive for high concentration, uh, concentrations of radon, well, you're going to just connect this uh, pipe to a, a vent stack. Um, however, the building code does not require testing. Okay, and this is... This is an important point is that it does not require testing. The building code is really a minimum, right? The building code, uh, you know, as the contractors know, is the the worst building that you can legally uh, uh, build, right? That's what they say in the industry. So they do not require testing. However, Health Canada, uh, the relevant agencies in the U.S. and in Europe say that only sealing the basement or the crawl space or only sealing the house or the building for radon is not enough. You need to test for it. And if you have high levels of radon, sealing is not enough. You need to extract uh, uh, the the, uh, the radon outside. Why? Because the minimum sealing requirements by the building code, which are typically done with a six mil poly sheet, uh, uh, tapes at the, at the edges, at the seams, uh, sealants, whatever, it's not efficient. It's very difficult to properly locate and to seal all joints, all joints, all junctions, all seams, all cracks, it's not really always accessible. For example, the joint between uh, at the junction of the, the, the slab and the foundation wall, it's not always accessible, yet it's a very, uh, uh, you know, it's one of the main points of radon entry. Uh, so since this is not really uh, feasible and, uh, it, you know, you're almost certain not to have a, um, seamless and perfect and complete air barrier system and radon control system with these traditional methods, for sure, you need to test and you need to extract uh, the, the, the radon to the outside if, you, if the levels are uh, high enough. And the maximum level allowable by, by uh, uh, Health Canada right now is 200 becquerels of radon per meters cube. But these levels are pretty generous. They're working uh, to, you know, 
different international organizations have different levels, 150 becquerels, 100 becquerels. But, you know, with the years, they're, they're working to diminish those, those levels because uh, uh, the 200 is really just a start. They're discovering more and more that, hey, uh, you know, the right level that we need to, to impose, uh, you know, we're going to have to to make, a, to, to make our, our requirements uh, stringent, uh, more stringent. But for now, they're just requirements. As you said, you know, uh, radon is present everywhere. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we all are exposed to a certain um, radiation level, but it's just a matter of testing to see, you know, if we are above or uh, below that uh, recommended level. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that uh, I think that the, the prospect of sealing it out obviously doesn't, uh, doesn't make too much sense because um, um, it is a gas and it flows to the point of lowest pressure. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's the whole idea behind the pipe. Uh, is that you create that low pressure zone that's going to suck, basically suck the the, the, the gas that's in the soil uh, to that location and go up. That's why you only need a four inch pipe in a whole basement because you know it's 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 basically that pressurization is going to is going to cause the gas to get over there. So, but that that what that tells you is that if you've got a membrane or you've got a you've got a seal or a wrap, any any uh, break in that becomes the low pressure zone and 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 things are going to want to flow to that so so that, that's that's why I, I think that's probably the <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to play a building scientist on tv here but uh, that that to me is probably why that doesn't doesn't work do i have that more or less right michael no you're absolutely right uh you know especially since we start to uh, you know if we want to talk about uh the, the improper uh, sealing of the poly sheet, the tapes. Uh, first, we need to know that even the tapes at the joints of the poly sheet, they need to be approved as an air barrier system. Mm -hmm. They need to be approved tapes. How many times on, you know, on the construction site, on the field, how many times do we see those approved tapes? Not very often. And then sealing around, as I said, you know, before, before installing your slab, right, you have your whole plumbing system. If you want to do, uh, you know, insulate and seal your basement or your crawl space with the traditional systems that include, as I said, a six mil poly sheet, then you have your rigid insulation around all those pipes that are just running under the slab, sealing properly all those, uh, all those junctions, all those corners, all those angles that are created by the pipe, sealing around the pipes, you're always, it's impossible because, it, you know, you have circular shapes, uh, you don't have right angles all, that, all the time, so it's impossible to have a proper seal. You're always going to be open for air infiltration, for radon infiltration at these junctions. Um, and then you have the, the, the junction uh, between the under slab and the, and the foundation wall. So, you know, you need to uh, bring back your uh, six mil poly sheet up the foundation wall and seal it there, right, to, to, to have that proper sealing. But, you know, we often see that it's not the case. Uh, it's often just gonna, the poly sheet is just going to be held at, you know, every 16 or 24 inches on sander by, by, a, by a tape. And between those tapes, well, you know, all the air is going to ingress through the through the building at this point. So it's very difficult. And then, um, you know, you have, as I said, all the cracks, all the joints. You have uh, the fact that, um, you know, the rebars for the concrete slab, they puncture the six mil poly sheet all the time. You need to walk on the six mil poly sheet first to install it. You need to walk on it to seal it. Uh, you need to walk on it uh, to install your rebars. If you want to have a hydronic heating system for under slab, you need to, again, walk again on, on this whole system, uh, puncture it, uh, uh, tear it. Even the, you know, even the, the, uh, the rigid board insulation, when you walk on them during construction, you see that they break, uh, they get displaced. When you pour the concrete slab 
on them, they get displaced and they break. And then the concrete slab is just poured and nobody ever mentions it. Nobody ever looks at it again because the concrete slab is there. So these systems are not very durable. They, in theory, they act as a radon control system. But in reality, uh, for the execution, it requires several materials. It requires a lot of attention, a lot of detail, a lot of effort, a lot of, I don't want to say manpower, but a lot of labor for the contractor to properly do it. And then when he properly does it, even if he properly does it, the materials themselves are not often not durable enough to really do a good job. So, mm. so yeah, the building code is really minimum and there are better ways to uh, seal for radon. Okay, I think we've touched on quite a bit of the, uh, the uh, uh, things that you do in a new construction to, to, to try to, uh, to, try to uh, mitigate mitigate rate on the one the one question that was still in my mind uh, describe the venting system a little bit if you do uh, uh, need to uh, uh, get from that pipe that pressure the roughed in pressure pipe uh, you need to add the venting system does that have to go right out the roof does it come out more or less like a vent for a, for natural gas what what what's the deal there yeah it can go through the roof it can go through the wall it, it really it really depends on the system uh, both are acceptable usually we see it go going through the roof so I as you said, you know, th there's a four inch perforated pipe in the gravel system, which is going to collect, uh, uh, you know, all the gases and create this negative pressure that is going to prevent all the soil to, uh, you know, seep in through the slab into the basement. Um, and if you extract it outside, you have two types of system, two main types of system. You have the passive system and you have the active system. The passive extraction system is only going to rely on uh, pressure differentiate, uh, differentials uh, is going to rely on the stack effect, which is basically just the fact that since the air running through this extraction pipe is hotter than the cold air outside, well, uh, um, you know, warm air is going to rise and it's going to evacuate to the outside. And then you have the also uh, the stack effect. We don't often talk about it, but it includes the wind as well. The wind, which basically, um, how to say this, it, it basically uh, sweeps, you know, the extremity, uh, the, the ending of the pipe. It is just going to accelerate this extraction, the velocity of the air that is, uh, that is extracting, extracting through the vent. So you have these two really basic physical effects that are uh, the passive system, but then you have the active system. So if ever you test for radon and the radon level comes back over the limits imposed by Health Canada, we recommend to have a an active uh, uh, radon evacuation system. It's basically is the same thing, but you just add a mechanical uh, ventilator, uh, you know, plug to an outlet either in the attic or uh, it can even be in the basement, like in the mechanical room, if your vent uh, goes through the wall horizontally. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a mechanical vent that is going to uh, ensure um, a, uh, a constant and adequate uh, uh, air and radon exfiltration through the vent at all times. Yeah, so that's, that's got to be, pretty... be a pretty weak pump, so it's not going to, it shouldn't kill the hydro bills uh running that i yeah so it's i don't suppose it runs all the time or does it yeah it runs all the time uh it's uh it's life expectancy uh from my memory it's between five and ten years um and uh and yeah it, it shouldn't kill the bills it's really a low <laughs> a yeah. low uh, power uh, of just a breath <laughs> yeah it's exactly just a breath just to because, you know, th th there can be problems uh, w with the vent. And, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it. But if your vent uh, uh, terminates at the roof level through the attic, um, if the warm air is also moist, the warm air that, that comes out of the, 
the venting pipe. It could block the venting pipe when you have ice dams on the venting pipe, right? It could create this condensation, this ice, and then prevent any air ingress. So you really need to make sure that you have constant air exfiltration and that your pipe is properly sealed at all seams, at all joints, at all uh, changes in direction. And when it goes through the attic, you need to make sure also that it's properly insulated to keep uh, uh, to keep the air inside it warm and to keep the flow, the velocity of the air going. Uh, 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 you know, to keep the velocity at a at an adequate level. You don't want the air to stagnate into uh, uh, the pipe. We're getting into the nitty gritty now. I like that, Michael. That's that's good. That's the that's the that's the good stuff. Um, who here's 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 more on the nitty gritty uh uh who typically is responsible for uh for 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 looking after the 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 radon mitigation is this something that people bring uh, uh specialized people in I, I think you mentioned briefly that there that there are are, are are contractors that are that are registered for this or is this something or is this something that's usually going to fall back on the on the renovator or the or the builder yeah, it can fall back on the renovator. It can fall back on the builder, on the GC. However, we can uh, the GCs they can get certified. Uh, you know, there are different Canadian agencies, different international agencies. For example, there's the Can the Canadian National Radon Proficiency Program, uh, the CNRPP, uh, under which uh, uh, the uh, Canadian con uh, contractors can get uh, trained and certified to really ensure that uh, um, you know. It can, first of all, make them stand out in front of their customers as a contractor that is trained, that is certified, uh, to really be able to lower the radon levels uh, to, uh, uh, you know, they have the technical knowledge, the, tec the technical skills to really uh, uh, control radon ingress through the house and to really educate the homeowner, to educate the client. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they can get certified under this, uh, th this program. However, um, you know, it's not necessary. They don't have to. If they have the knowledge uh, to do it, they can do it. It's not mandated by the building code. It's not made it mandated by the law, but it's highly, uh, um, it's highly recommended. However, uh, again, even if the contractor is professionally certified for radon mitigation, it does not mean, again, that that is going to be done uh, uh, effectively. There are better ways to do it. Uh, there are more efficient ways to do it, which really uh, takes all this responsibility for properly sealing uh, off the shoulders of the contractor. Um, so yeah, you know, for example, uh, there's the spray foam contractor, right? If you insulate, you can insulate with six mil polyethylene sheet. You can insulate with, you know, the traditional system, the poly with the rigid board uh, where you need to seal all tapes, all, uh, all seams, all joints with tapes. But also, if you insulate with a single product, spray foam such as Heatlock Soya HFO, it's the product itself that takes all this responsibility for sealing off the shoulders of the contractor because spray foam is going to expand. For example, Heatlock Soya is going to expand 30 times its initial volume and it's going to seal itself. The product seals all joints, all seams, and it also acts as a uh, thermal insulator, as a um, vapor barrier, and an air barrier while sealing the whole basement or the crawl space in new construction the same way as in renovations and really makes it easier less materials less time uh and, and you're really sure to have a complete ceiling so if you if you use you know something as spray foam then it's going to be the gc and the spray foam contractor and you don't really need to have further uh, uh you know accreditation especially for radon because as i said it's going to be one product that's going to take care of the whole thing hmm. 
I felt sure we'd get to spray foam sooner or later in this conversation. Uh, that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's that, yeah, that's, that's the big thing. And so what, so what is it? I mean, the, the expansion, obviously the air tightness uh, that, that, that the spray foam barrier creates is, is important, but obviously all, also the radon gas cannot permeate it. it. It's not gas permeable. It doesn't get through uh, the, the, the chemical structure itself. Exactly. Before we even start to talk about uh, the fact that spray foam insulation, such as heat lock, soya HFO, is seamless, right? No joints, no gaps, no seams from which radon and gas can penetrate. Just be before we even start to talk about the seamlessness of it, just the radon diffusion through the material itself was tested. We tested for the mm -hmm. radon uh, diffusion potential of heat lock, soya HFO, which is a closed cell uh, spray foam insulation, uh, versus a six mil poly sheet to see which one is the more resistant to spray uh, to to radon uh, uh, diffusion, and we found out that at one and a quarter inch, so thirty two millimeter of thickness, heat lock soya HFO is sixty five times more performing as a radon uh, control system than a six mil poly sheet. And this, again, is before even starting to take into consideration the seams and uh, the fact that you need to joint uh, to, to, to seal the joints of the six mil poly sheet. So it's very resistant to radon. The closed cell spray foam is very, very resistant to radon. It's also very resistant to puncture and to uh, um, to, to, to damage during the construction process, right? When you walk on, you know, whether you spray uh, one and a quarter inch, one and a half inch or two inches of spray foam under your slab directly on the concrete bed, uh, on the gravel bed to, uh, to have your, um, your insulation, your thermal insulation, your air and your vapor barrier, as well as your radon control system, uh, no matter the thickness that you spray it on, uh, you're gonna, it's not gonna break when you walk on it during construction. It's not going to break. It's not going to uh, uh, be displaced when you pour the concrete. It's not going to be punctured when you uh, install your um, your uh, your mesh wire for the concrete. Uh, and it's going to seal perfectly around the sump pump, around all pipe fittings, the junction uh, between uh, the under slab and the foundation wall is going to be sealed perfectly. Then you go up the foundation wall to uh, uh, you know, to the sill plate and to the rim joist, which is a very well. It's not a very difficult, but it's a it's an area that you need to uh, um, to 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 uh, you know to to uh, special to really, attention. Yeah, special attention to because it's the junction between the foundation wall, between the 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 you know the sill plate. You have the floor uh, joists, so you really need to seal it properly. Spray foam is really gonna seal this. 100%. Then around your windows, around all your uh, wall openings, everything is going to be sealed, seamless insulation, no matter the shape, no matter whatever goes through, uh, uh, um, you know, the foundation or the under slab is going to seal it properly. So this is really, uh, um, you know, some of the biggest uh, contributors to the fact that uh, heat locks OEHFO and closed cell spray foam, uh, you know, in general, has really many advantages is only in one product. The membranes, they work well in theory, but really, as we said, you need to make sure to do a proper job and it's often not very easy to do so. Wow. Michael, you have so much information about this. Um, um, there, there's, you know, contractors and renovators out there uh, who uh, are, I, I know because I, I see their cards and letters and, 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 and talk to them. 
um, that 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 do think about radon that 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 uh, are trying to uh, uh, help out uh, uh, their clients uh, in their basements and in and in renovations. Um, some people have pursued uh, the, the the certifications to, uh, to to be experts in in, in the field. Uh, does Huntsman have resources uh, uh, like yourself and, and and other things to uh, to help out people who are who are involved in uh, in radon mitigation? Absolutely. Uh, part of our service, we offer free site inspections. So myself and and the team, we uh, go on site, we inspect. Uh, the quality of the product, the quality of its application. We inspect even the substrates. So, you know, typically when you want to insulate, you know, it's the same thing for a crawl space or for a basement. The recommendation is the same thing, right? So you insulate, you, you spray a quarter inch thickness of spray foam directly on the gravel bed. Uh, you can spray also on compacted soil. Uh, one A quarter inch just to seal and to warm the substrate, right, to, to warm the gravel. And then you continue your insulation thickness, uh, you know, your, your required R value uh, uh, on top of it. So we inspect the gravel, we inspect, you know, its temperature. Uh, heat lock OEHFO can be applied uh, down to minus 20 degrees Celsius. So when you have those uh, cold winter jobs and you, uh, in your gravel or your soil in the crawl space, it's cold, you can apply on it. Uh, heat lock OEHFO is also uh, um, mold resistance and mold resistant and water resistant, right? So it's uh, it's uh, rated as a class five uh, as a flow resistant material by the FEMA uh, in the United States. So you know you can apply it uh, in whether your basement is cold, whether it's moist, uh, you can insulate with spray foam, and we really uh, make sure to verify. Uh, uh, that it's applied correctly, that the substrates are in good condition, and we also verify the thickness of the spray foam. And we give a uh, um, a written report that is detailed, that includes pictures, uh, that you know gives a quality control to the GC, to the spray foam applicator, and to the client. So the client can you know sleep uh, soundly knowing that uh, the contractor that did the job has a backup by the manufacturer that follows them and that gives a quality control. So it helps uh, uh, bring reassurance and trust into the contractor that does the job. So this is a plus for the contractor. Um, so yeah, that's what we do basically. We follow the contractors so, um, for the quality assurance program. Folks, it sounds to me like if you've got concerns or questions about radon uh, in uh, any of your projects, uh, Huntsman Building Solutions is not a bad call to make. Uh, they're, they're, they're only too pleased to help. Uh, and uh, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that website, Michael? HuntsmanBuildingSolutions.com. There you go. So uh, uh, get on there, reach out. Uh, uh, they can help you with uh, with radon concerns for sure, which is maybe something you hadn't thought about in a spray foam company. And uh, and and but the, obviously, Michael is, is deeply involved in this and has all the information. So uh, a nice resource out there, I think, for uh, for any of us. Michael Maloof is the Lean Green Associate and lead green is not lean that's manufacturing the lead green associate and the manager of sustainable building science for huntsman building solutions michael thanks so much for joining us today on the hammer to talk about this my pleasure thanks patrick thanks for listening to the hammer you can find episodes online at canadiancontractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service the hammer is presented by canadian contractor magazine